So a lot can happen at work that throws us off our game. We can have a strong mental or emotional reaction that just really isn't helpful when you look back at it. How can we strengthen our mindset so we're not, so we're a little more grounded? Listen up. This is the HR Podcast with me, Andrea Adams. Keep listening to learn about this and all kinds of things related to HR. You can also find me on YouTube. Today, my guest is Laura Terrell. Laura is a lawyer. She's been a special special assistant to the president in the White House. She's been a partner at two law firms. And most recently, she's a coach who works both, you know, I'm sure in her area and internationally. Uh, I'm sure she has some things to say about mindset. Hi, Laura. How are you? Andrea, thanks for having me again on the show. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. I am... I look back at my career and I can just see how helpful this would have been, especially early on in my career where uh, I had this tendency to take so many things personally and, and feel really and get upset about things. So um, we're talking about strengthening our mindset and a little bit about maybe not mental health, but mental well-being. What does this strengthening our mindset, though, what does that mean? Well, for me, strengthening your mindset consists of two things. One is being intentional about the goals you have and your attitude towards them. But it's also taking steps that can help you build that mindset. So there's both a, a mental purposefulness, if you will, mm-hmm. but there's also taking specific actionable steps. I think both are important to really having a strong mindset around whatever your goal or your objective is. And it can change at different times. I talk to people who want to develop a business mindset. They say, I've never really been good at dealing with financials. And when numbers come my way, I start to panic. Mm. Or it's, I've never had a challenging colleague like this. And I feel like I'm just breaking down, working with somebody that's so difficult or yeah. uh, objectionable for me. I know you've done um, a couple of great interviews on this, Andrea, so you know a lot of what I'm talking about. But those things can really provide setbacks. Um, a nervousness around something that we don't feel comfortable with or strong in working. Yeah. Uh, fear about confronting someone who's a difficult colleague or just feeling insecure about our work and whether it's the right level that it needs to be. Those are all things around which people need to build a stronger mindset. And I think part of it is getting that right mental approach, but also establishing what are some steps I can do? What are some specific things that can help me make those um, things move together? What are some exercises or some small steps we can take? I'll give you a good example. I have um, a client right now that is really having difficulty putting work down at the end of the day. And it's just oh, yes. constantly way, did I do this well? Did I do this right? Did I handle that appropriately? What if somebody's looking for you? Every email that comes through feels like just a snake that's ready to jump out of the email box. What if somebody's unhappy with me? And that's a big, big issue. Mm. So, of things to unpack there. But one of the small things that we identified was that this person is thinking about work 24-7 and can't move away from it in a way that 
allows them to rest and recharge. And what would be a step that we could take that would start helping getting them to a place where they can really have a better mindset? Well, one is they need to rest. They need some, they need a break. I mean, let's just, you know, be completely honest. This is not, you know, let's take a three-week vacation to Tahiti or, you know, only work two hours a day or just work nine to five. What we ended up starting with was just this client's contract with themselves to not look at their email between 10 o'clock at night and six o'clock in the morning. No, that's crazy to a lot of people. Yeah. This is a real challenge. And one of the things that the client found was that this was really instrumental in changing their mindset around, hey, I can go to sleep and I don't have to look at this. Um, for a while, they had to put their phone in a different room of the house. But that was the beginning of starting to shape a mindset around not fearing work, but also getting some appropriate boundaries with work and mm. some of the overwhelmness of it. Yeah, you talk about boundaries. Um, it, it sounds like the journey to strengthening your mindset for someone, it's going to be very different from person to person. Uh, but are there any sort of commonalities, any common steps? I often ask people to really think at core what it is that's most frightening or most concerning for them. And let's try to hone in on this. This client's answer to that was, I can't sleep at night. I can't sleep at night because I'm so worried. Oh my, isn't that a great that was question? That so was so basic. You know, I can't sleep at night. That's what frightens me. That's what worries me. Somebody else's might be, um, you know, I'm worried that this, you know, colleague is going to just tear me apart and I'm not going to be able to do my job. Okay. So let's start by what you can do about your job that's separate from this colleague or what you can do in your role that isn't effective. Let's focus in on that small piece of that. Maybe it's very small. Maybe it's just a tenth of what you do in your day that's not affected by the difficult colleague. But we start out there and we start building that forward. Because I think you start where your strongest mindset can be, getting sleep, being in control of what you can control and what you can divorce from the problem that you've identified. Mm-hmm. I love that question. Okay, you also talk about a little bit about mental health. And how does is mental health and mindset the same thing? How are they linked? So I think... Our mental health can be positively affected by developing a better mindset. Oh, yes. It can help us address our fears, our hesitations, our uncertainties. But at the same time, I want to be clear that there are psychological disorders, distresses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That may, you know, require some Uh, assistance from a qualified mental health professional, such as a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And I am clear in working with clients where I see somebody that is struggling with that and Mm -hmm. that kind of assistance. But I think um, the right mindset can positively affect mental health. Mm -hmm. And some of it is just accepting, I don't have to be awake all night to answer emails from people at my office. that has helped that client in particular to be able to function better and to just make better decisions and just to recognize when somebody is being unreasonable or there's 
a project that isn't going to get finished on time because of extenuating circumstances instead of blaming themselves because they're not working at two o'clock in the morning. Wow. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of things that happen at work that are tough emotionally. Uh, and our perspective on those events plays a huge role in the emotional response, you know, cause you'll see some things happen and some people are like, yeah, they just sort of pick themselves, dust themselves off and keep going. And some of us go, you know, get really thrown by it. What do you suggest that would improve our mindset so we're not so disrupted by those things? First, I think it's important to carve space for yourself to be upset and to feel defeated and to be sad and to have grief or anger or distress around something. Those are natural yeah. emotions. And I think just to say, I can't have that or I can't get upset about this is not really fair to yourself. Um, somebody's giving you a terrible review or has been extremely unprofessional to you in front of a colleague or a client and has, you know, screamed at you or um, publicly said nasty things about you at your company. This happens. I mean, these are very oh, absolutely. I see it all the time. <laughs> right. And so. It's, I don't think it's right to say, oh, don't get upset about that, or you just need to move it aside. I think you need to give yourself permission to be upset about that. Uh, you might not want to do it in the office in view of everybody else. You might say, you know what? I'm really pissed off about this. I'm going to work from home for the next two days, and I'm going to just, you know, or I'm going to take a day off and then come back and regroup with this. But you need to give yourself time. You need to give yourself permission to that. And for some people, it's longer. It might be, you know, going to a supervisor and say, I'd like to, you know, as soon as I can complete this project, me move to a role where I'm not working with this person anymore. I think we need a break from each other. Nine times out of 10, a lot of supervisors know who that person is and they know that people need a break for that person. Um, HR probably agrees with that. Um, but I think once you've been in that stage, I think the next stage is to really say, how do I move forward from here? So how do I move forward in a way that this doesn't define how I feel about my job or how I feel about myself? Um, I think you want to reframe what's happened. I got yelled at by Andrea, but I know this is not about me or I know this is um, tough news to hear. Maybe I do need to step up these skills if I'm going to land my next promotion or be part of a high functioning team going forward. What can I do to get there? Or if it's something that we can't control and if it's something that is unfairly lobbed at us, this is not about me. It's time to reward. I think a lot of self-talk that's really important to improving our mindset. I think we have to coach ourselves and be kind to ourselves about that. I also think seeking out people, um, sometimes even outside of a company, a peer, a friend in the industry, a and mm -hmm. trust order a mentor. Those are things that can be extremely helpful in moving to the next place. Okay, so you talk about the legitimacy of being upset, uh, but when something happens and it is upsetting, is there anything we can do so that we're not upset for too long? I think reframing where we are can be helpful. If we're upset about something that is Let's say somebody has yelled at us in front of colleagues and we feel like, mm -hmm. 
been humiliated and this is unfair and it's abusive and we just want to run and hide. So one way of reframing that is sometimes, again, as I said, to take a break, take yeah. some time away. Um, have a friend who encountered this a number of years ago and said, you know, it was really, that was pretty garbage of that person to do that to me. But I also knew they were leaving the next day for a two-week vacation. And so I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to have to deal with them for two weeks. I'm going to figure out over those two weeks how I want to respond to this and how I want to. I don't have to make that decision today. And I often find that taking a break and taking a pause before you react is a way to make sure we are devastated for quite so long. It's a little bit counterintuitive because I think people think, if I, if I do something right now, I need to take some action or I need to, you know, tell myself right away, you know, cheer up or make a different move or um, I want to demand to get off this project now. Or I want to be out of this team. I don't want to work on it. But sometimes we need to just take a pause mm-hmm. and whatever that is, even just getting away from the start, take a walk around the block, take, you know, the afternoon to walk outside, um, go play a game of tennis, whatever it is that relaxes you and gets you in a different mindset and then come back to the problem. And then really confronted then. I think you can be so angry. It's hard to move forward if you just keep working through taking some kind of pause. You know what? I think sometimes what also may happen is people feel like they're not, um, if they don't react right, right away, if they take that pause, that that's not being, um, they're not doing themselves justice. They're disrespecting themselves almost in a sense. I'd be be interested in your thoughts on this as an HR professional. One of the things I hear from people all the time is, I got this crappy feedback in my evaluation. I wasn't expecting it, and I didn't know how to respond. So I just sat there, and I didn't say anything. And what what should I have done differently? And we often talk about, I, I think a great powerful thing to say back when you hear something you don't like, you don't understand, you don't fully comprehend what you're hearing, and you are so frazzled me. React. <laughs> It'll just say, I appreciate you sharing that. I want to think about it and perhaps come back to you and talk more about it. Yes. Hitting the pause button. Yes. And I've had more people say to me, you know, when I've done that, I actually feel like, hey, I took a little bit of control back from somebody that was hammering me with all this stuff that just made me feel overwhelmed. And I think it's always in that situation with with getting feedback or evaluation or criticism. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that with me. I want to think about this a bit more and come back to you. Mm-hmm. Almost any HR professional is going to advise somebody in that situation. Yeah, you need to let them take that break and come back to you. They, what are they going to say? You know, you, this is your own one and only chance to give feedback and for no. now your piece. No, no, we are not going to say such a thing. Yeah, but I think people can execute that pause even in the moment. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good to face. Um, so. What is, you know, in your work as a coach, what's the biggest opportunity you see for people that one thing to improve their mindset? The biggest thing I see is that people can always ask more questions. 
and always work to get more information. The biggest limiter I see on people's mindsets is feeling that there's nowhere for them to go, that the answer they received to something is the end of the discussion, or the qualifications they have are all they can put forward or all they'll ever have. And I think yeah. asking questions and reaching out to find out what your options are. Those might be options for taking more education yourself, getting different experiences, moving to a different company, getting different roles on your team. But I think reaching out with those questions to find out how you expand your options or how you identify better what your options might be is the one thing I would really urge people to do. I find it's interesting. People are shy about asking questions about themselves and their professional future in their workspace. I think because, because can I can I say yeah. I think because they're afraid of the answer they're gonna get. Afraid of the answer, it's gonna be devastating. It's going to be it isn't gonna be what you wanna hear. It's gonna be hard. But yeah. that's an assumption. And that assumption is making a lot of people miserable in their professional skin yeah. because they don't want to ask the question because they assume it's bad. So they hide from it and that limits where they can go and the person they can be professionally. Yeah. Okay. So we were just talking about, you know, people self-limiting, you know, they don't ask the questions because they're afraid. Um, they don't ask because they think they know what answer they're going to get. What do you suggest for overcoming overcoming those personal limitations we put on ourselves? I think you start by establishing what you do feel comfortable asking. It might not be going to your supervisor and saying, what do I need to do to become a vice president? It might be talking to a friend of yours who's been at the company longer than you have and knows a little bit more about the promotion process. Start with somebody you feel comfortable having the conversation with. Mm. Start with the most difficult conversation. Um, you can start with somebody that you view as a friend or you view as a friendly voice that you can mm -hmm. see. It might be talking with your HR professional before you talk with the head of your division or finding somebody that is outside the company that was a great mentor to you, but it's left. They may be able to be more candid about what they see as possibilities and your options. I think starting within your comfort zone is a better start than saying, I think I'll just go to the CEO and ask, you know, why I didn't get promoted this year or the, the terrifying person that is, you know, the top of my team. That's my boss's boss's boss. Oh, wow. I was thinking about that. You know, one of the per people I would have gone to in an organization I worked for was the um, the AA, the admin assistant. Great, and she'd been <laughs> she'd been around for so long, and she knew so many people, and she had so much insight. I think that's a great recommendation. One reason I think people need to have great relationships with their AAs and their paralegals and. Um, they're billing tax and the people on payroll. I mean, those people see a lot of information. They're great sources. And if you can get a lot of insight from people that you might not think of as yeah. your first, 
but might feel a lot easier to talk to first. Right. And yeah. And sometimes, I mean, not all of them, but some of them are really quite wise, right? Uh, and so, yeah, who are those? You think about who those people are. Uh, I'll just give you one example. I had a client that was um, very frustrated with, with being told to grow their business in their law firm. And this is a big deal in law firms. You have to generate a lot of business. You've got to be a business developer. You give what you mean. Oh, rain God. And this person felt like they had a pretty good solid business plan. And every year they were growing that business, but they were getting the feedback. You need to grow, you need to grow your business. Your business needs to be in line with what the firm's looking for. Couldn't get an answer what the firm was looking for. And finally went to one of the people that helped prepare the firm management's presentation every year on how people were doing. And that person was not the CFO, not the deputy CFO, but right. a financial analyst that helped prepare those slides and got questions about those slides. And so they knew what the financials were that the firm was looking for. Oh. And they were able to say to my client, so here's where your business is growing, but not in the same direction that the firm is looking for. They want better margins on the work, or they want to see people in this industry, or they want to see you with clients that you can expand to others in the firm. Now, that may or may not be where that client wants to go, um, where where my client wanted to go, where they wanted to expand their business, but it gave them a really good insight into... Yes. What somebody was looking for that even the big people at the top wouldn't tell them, couldn't tell them, but somebody that spent every day working through that said, this is what I see them ask about. This is where I put information in. This is where how they're benchmarking you against other people. Right. Okay. Final question here. Where can someone learn more about mindset? Well, I talk a lot about mindset. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on my uh, webpage and on my blog at lauraterrell.com. I think uh, there are some great resources out there in terms of uh, mindset. I would recommend um, Society of Human Resource Management it has some great blogs and articles and a terrific podcast as well about a lot of these questions about how we improve our mindset at work. And Andrea, I know you talk about a lot of these things as well, so you're a great resource also. Well, thanks, Laura. If I have one takeaway from this episode, and if I reflect on the other one, it's just ask more questions. Ask for more feedback, ask for more insight, and don't be shy. So we've reached the end of this episode, though. Thanks for listening out there, and we'll catch you next time when I talk more with other insightful guests.